Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 840. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbiismach at take10fortorah.org. Today's 10 is sponsored Le'ilunishmas Denise Bat Chaim on her yurt site today. And so we will be reading Parshas Mishpatim. Parshas Mishpatim deals with a lot of law, which doesn't seem so religious, seems very interpersonal, seems very technical in regard to how to build and construct a normal society, right? Trying to figure out how people should get along and how uh, you shouldn't have car accidents or, or animal accidents or different sorts of damages. A tremendous amount of time is spent on this immediately after we have experienced Parshas Yisro and the Revelation and the Aseris Hadibros, there's an incredible focus on these very detailed laws. And when you think about these detailed laws, there's something to remember, and we'll get back to this in just a moment, that these laws are actually religious in nature. The Pasuk in Tehillim tells us, Umishpatim bal yidaum. The Mishpatim, the laws that we think make sense and, and are reasonable and are how a society uh, operates, these are bal yidaum, even though other nations have figured out a level of how to observe these laws. Not all of these laws are, are understood completely. They are not have not been informed to the Gentiles. They are ours, in a way. And every kid who, who begins school, you know, in the early years of Gemara, you learn a lot of the chapters, Hakones, uh, you learn chapters of Bavakama, the Arba Avos Nazikin, a lot of these things about, about oxen and, and, and different crazy scenarios, which you can't imagine having any relevance to a person's religious life, become very, very important in just getting a basic education. Mishpatim are a tremendous, tremendous topic, a tremendous subject of study in Jewish uh, curriculum. And so let's try to understand, first of all, what these are, what we're talking about over here. The, uh, the Sefer HaChenech, for example, says, Yef it's built in HaMishpat. Mishpat is obviously critical just for people to get along, for a society to run. But generally, we have a lot of different types of categories of damages, Arba Avos, as I mentioned before, the four great uh, fathers, the four great uh, chapter headings, different types of damage. Let's talk about some of them which are like uniquely Jewish and they are categorized uh, the way we are familiar with them. So for example, you have Nizke Bar. A bar is a, a thing that a person creates which is a stumbling block. It's a pit in a Rishus Harabim, a Rishus Harabim meaning a public domain, which is really interesting. I go and I drop something which creates a tripping hazard or I dig something which creates a problem. That thing is now mine, even though it's in a public domain, even if it was just a hole in the ground. It's my responsibility, and all the damages there that come from it are on me. There's uh, the damages that my behema, my animal might cause. Uh, my, my ox might gore somebody, my dog might bite somebody. That's uh, a category of damage which I need to be concerned about. And even though I might think that an animal, you know, listen, the animal's in charge and not me, the animal did it, it's still my responsibility. There's um, another type of animal damage where animals uh, do damage, Shane Viregal, it's called. They do damage in the course of them walking around or in the course of them just being, I don't know, I guess animals. They're eating food and they're eating food that's not theirs. That's a responsibility that I have. There's something called uh, Nizke Aish, that's a fascinating one, fire, which let's say there's a fire in my domain, in my uh, responsibility, under my responsibility, in, in my property, and uh, the wind, a normal wind, comes and sends the fire into somebody else's property. That indirect damage, I didn't light the fire, I didn't light your property on fire, but my fire that I was negligent with has great responsibility for me, that's Nizke Eish. There are then a whole a whole category of, uh, I think what's in modern 
legal tort law called bailments. Bailments are when a person gives something to somebody to, to watch, to hold on to. Now this can happen in a variety of ways. You could give them, uh, make them, a, I don't know, just a, a free watchman, just do me a favor, hold on to this for a second. I could say, uh, hey, use my thing and, and you're going to rent it. I could say, hey, use my thing and you're going to borrow it. Or I could uh, pay you to watch the thing. Any one of those scenarios has different laws attached. A Shomer Chinam, known as the person who guards it, watches your thing for no money. Hey, you know, could you hold on to my car while I go away? So that Shomer Chinam has a certain level of responsibility. He is uh, exempt if it gets stolen or if it gets lost, as long as the person wasn't negligent. A Shomer Sacher and a Socher, a paid watchman, a Socher, which is discussed at length in the Pasuk, a renter, these people obviously have more, uh, more responsibility because they themselves are using this thing, right? And so they are going to be obligated in Geneva Vaveda. It's a, it's a, a debate. But in Geneva Vaveda, when it comes to stealing, when it comes to getting lost, but they are going to be exempt in cases where things just happen. It's, a, it's an ones. An ones is like, nobody could have expected that. It's not my fault. And so they're going to be exempt in that case. A borrower has even more responsibility where if something crazy happens the borrower is considered to be responsible and there are certain scenarios in which the borrower himself will also be exempt and we have all together a like a whole list of of categories of tort law which i mean i don't know if you ask your average kid who didn't go to law school in the secular world will know nothing of but part of the curriculum part of the very curriculum of judaism the very first thing that comes up in the educational sequence after Pasha Sisra, after Revelation, are these things. And that is a fascinating, fascinating idea. By the way, it doesn't stop there. It also talks about uh, commerce and, and law when it comes to uh, dealing one with the other and overcharging and pricing and, and Geneva and stealing and the different types of stealing and there are types of stealing where you did it publicly or you did it privately, Geneva versus Gazela, and the punishment for those are different. When it comes to Geneva, you just pay back double. When it comes to uh, Gazela, you pay back single, and why is that? And that is, as we've discussed before, in order to teach the important religious law that when you are a Geneva, when you're a Ganov, and you try to do it privately, and you thought that, hey, maybe you're going to get away with it because nobody can see you, it's not true. It's not true. God can always see you. And so therefore you have to pay back more. And so even in lessons, the lessons of what the punishments are for having done those crimes. There are religious values and religious, uh, religious lessons there. Uh, there's another similar one that if a person um, uh, steals and then uh, slaughters an animal, right? So then obviously you can't return the animal. So what do you have to return? You have to return Dalid Vehe, it's known, four and five times the value. Now that four or five times depends on the type of animal. Because if it was a small animal, which you had to schlep, and there was an embarrassing thing to have to schlep, even as you're a thief. So that embarrassment will cost, or I should say, that embarrassment will not require you to fully pay back five times because you already suffered a little bit. All of these very small, little moral instruction and small educational items that are put into these laws are so, are so part of the religious value of all of these things that are being taught. So whereas this might sound like a, just a, a commercial law, a business law type of class, there are religious lessons within. And this idea is expressed again and again throughout the Gemara and in a variety of different teachings. Rabbi Yehuda says, Hayman chasida. A person who wants to be a chassid, meaning wants to be really pious, l'kayem mili dinazdikin. 
they should uh, fulfill all of the laws relating to damages, all of these tort laws. Now, to be a chassid means, of course, to be pious with other people, but the religious values that they teach are important as well. The Menorah Hamor talks about how these laws are very specifically placed immediately after the Aseris Adivros. Masran Lemosha Kodam Letaryag Mitzos, they are given, first of all, before the Taryag Mitzos. The rest of the 613 Mitzos are given. When? He says, Vehechan Masran Lo, Bimara Kodam Ledibros. They are in Mara immediately after they receive the Torah, before even they are, uh, right, immediately after the Aseris Adivros. Shinemar, Sham Sam Lo, Choku Mishpat. And there, right after the Torah was given, Chok and Mishpat were given these laws. Velama Ahav called Kacha Mishpatim. Why were they so beloved? He explains Lafisha Hashalom Tolui Bahem. Not only for all the religious values we've already mentioned, but because peace and people getting along with each other, people having sensitivity for the, the responsibilities that they have for their property and towards other people's respo- property, that is what Shalom, peace, and interconnectedness amongst people is dependent on. When people have debates and fights amongst each other, when they resolve the disputes, even if there are disputes, even if things do happen, if there is a methodology with which they can come together and and find some sort of uh, uh, fair uh, resolution, that brings peace between them. He says, See how important these laws are. They are corresponding to the Ten Commandments. How so? Because Kol Dibur V'dibur Mitzvah Atzma. He says that there are actually ten different uh, instructions here, ten different halachos. He says, Aval hadinim nemar eser When it comes to the Ten Commandments, there are ten mitzvahs over here. But here, if you count them all up, he says, in Parashas Mishpatim, there are ten mitzvahs asay and ten negative mitzvahs. So almost as if the Ten Commandments are doubled, and they are doubled in importance. Finally, just to conclude, there's a very cute idea that the whole world is really dependent on these teachings. Um, the uh, Bereshis Bara Elokim is the acronym of Bava. We know the Bavas in the Gemara Bava Metziah, Bava Basra, Bava Kama, skip that one. They all deal with these laws in depth in a very complicated and sophisticated way. Bereshis Bara Elokim, the whole foundation and the fundamentals of creation are dependent and contingent on the study of these Bavas so that we are able to live amongst each other with fairness and concern for other people and their property. Have a great day.